Not to Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs chapter 22. Tonight we're going to jump back into our study of Proverbs. Tonight we move to this 22nd chapter. Now I don't know if it seems like a long time that we've been in Proverbs or a fast time that we've been passing through Proverbs. Sometimes it seems like both of those things. I do know that God's Word is a blessing to us. It is a treasure. It is a display of God's grace shown to us. And we see every single week it is the best way to live. It is actually, truly, the best way to live. It says of itself that the wisdom we gain through it is more valuable than silver or gold. And so I want to encourage you tonight. I want you to be sure tonight what we're doing tonight is a most profitable endeavor. Sometimes we wonder, well, how should I spend my hours? What should I do? What should I invest my time in? Well, I want you to be sure that what we're doing tonight is a most profitable endeavor. Now, I'm not sure how we get people to understand that, but the study of God's Word gives us godly wisdom, and the Bible says that's more valuable than silver or gold. That's what the Bible actually says of itself. And so again tonight, I'm glad you're here. This is the most valuable time that we're going to spend together in the study of God's Word. All right, we're in chapter 22, beginning tonight in the first verse. Here we go, piece by piece. First verse says this, chapter 22, verse 1, a good name is to be more desired than great wealth. Favor is better than silver and gold. A good name is to be more desired than great wealth. Favor is better than silver and gold. Our world, the system of our world, places the highest value on its measure of success, and that is, very honestly, wealth. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. We live in a materialistic world, a materialistic culture, and the highest good of that system, therefore the goal of that system is the accumulation of material goods, of money, of stuff, of wealth. That is the sign of success in the world's system. Now think about this. Tonight, if I were to tell you to make a list of the 100 most successful people, and you were to think about that and you were to consider that, make a list of the 100 most successful people. For the most part, the measure of success that we would look and hold in, in account, however they achieved it, would be their net worth. Now, they could be an author. They could be a, a person that built a business. They could be somebody that, that was successful in athletics. But we would measure their success most of the time by their stuff, by their net worth, by their money. That is how the world determines success. Well, here's what God says. God says a good name. Now, that is talking about a good reputation, a good connotation attached to your name, a good reputation. The Bible says being known as a person of godly wisdom, that's what we've been studying, a person of integrity, a person of honesty, of character, is, listen to this, more desired than great wealth. Great wealth. That's, that's what the Bible says. The verse goes on and it says favor. Now favor is how you are received 
because of your name. Your name has a good understanding, a good connotation. And so when you're received, because of your good name, you have favor. Because of your character, the Bible says, that is better than silver or gold. Now I want you to think about this tonight. Once again, and we see it in area after area, once again, see how God's way is exactly opposite than the world's way. And we see it in a whole bunch of areas, but we see it right here again. God's way is in exact opposition to the world's way. Here's what the world says. The world says, get there. Just get there. Get the house, get the cars, get the money, just get there. The world says it doesn't matter how you get there. You may have to do some things you didn't want to do. You may have to make some compromises. In fact, the world's going to say it's okay to compromise, but whatever it takes, achieve the goal. That's what the world says. Here's what God says. God comes and says the truth of the matter is this. It matters how you live. It matters that you have character. It matters that you have integrity. And it's not just arriving at the goal, as the world says. It is how you live that matters. Listen to this. How you live matters. How you treat people matters. How your word holds up matters. The responses that you have in different circumstances, different situations, it matters. How you live matters. Verse 2, the rich and the poor have a common bond. The Lord is the maker of them all. The rich and the poor have a common bond. The Lord is the maker of them all. All right, in the midst of this talk of the rich and the poor, the esteem given to the rich, here's what God says. Both are on the same footing with him. And that's what that means. That's what he's saying there. Both are of equal value to him. Let me tell you something. God doesn't give special attention to the rich. He doesn't give special attention to the rich. God doesn't overlook and discredit the poor. He doesn't come along and say, well, your account's empty. It doesn't seem you have very much. You must not be important and overlook or discredit the poor. I want to ask an interesting question. So why do we? So why do we? Think about that for a second. Isn't that what how we how we think today? We come along and we say, you know what? Somebody's got a whole bunch of money, and so you know what? They got to be better than somebody else. They live in a, a different neighborhood. You know what? They must be smarter than somebody else. Whatever the thing is, they've got money. It looks like they're successful in that area. And so they must be better than somebody else. That's actually how we think. Here's what God says. God says he's not a respecter of people. He knows their hearts. And rich or poor, it does not matter to God. Praise the Lord. It does not matter to God. The rich and the poor have a common bond. The Lord is the maker of them all. Verse 3. The prudent sees the evil and hides himself, but the naive go on and are punished for it. Listen to those words again. The prudent sees the evil and hides himself, but the naive go on and are punished for it. Now, verse 3 is 
another contrast, we've seen it all the way through our study, between a person that holds to godly wisdom and the person that neglects godly wisdom. Now, God offers us his wisdom in his word. He gives us his wisdom in his word. And so this is a contrast between a person that says, I hear God's wisdom, I take it in, I receive it, and I live accordingly. I put it into practice. And the person that says, I hear God's wisdom, but you know what? I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not going to change or adapt according to it. And so here we are once again with a contrast between these two people. The verse says this, the prudent. Now that's an interesting word. The prudent. It is a person that is wise, yes, but it's not just wise. It is a person that is careful. It is a person that is considerate. Now, not always considering others, but they are evaluating. They are considering the situation. Here's what it most, most literally means. A person that weighs the question and then makes the most beneficial decision. That is what a prudent person is. They have godly wisdom. They search out the issue. They weigh the circumstance, and they make the most beneficial decision. A prudent person says they see the evil and hide themselves. This prudent person sees the evil, and they hide themselves. Now, I want to talk about the first part of that. They see the evil. Now, this prudent person, here's what this means. They are aware. They are evaluating. More than that, they are measuring against God's word. They know what pleases God. They know what is a sin against God, and they use that as the measure of their decision, of their actions. Friends, let me tell you this. This is our day. If we are not careful... Listen very carefully. We become so immersed in the world and so disconnected with the word of God, we start to lose the ability to see the evil. Now listen to that. That makes perfect sense. We become so immersed in the world, listening to the world, rolling along with participating in the world, and so disconnected from the word of God, we start to lose the ability to see the evil. I'm going to stop right here, and I'm going to say something that we know. I'm going to say something that you have heard, but I'm going to say something that needs repeating. Listen very carefully. The best thing for all of us, the best thing, you want to know what the best thing is for you? You don't know what the best thing is for your neighbor, for the person sitting next to you? You don't know the best thing for me? The best thing for all of us is time spent consistently in the Word of God. It wouldn't it be a higher degree? Wouldn't it be a better job? Wouldn't it be more wealth? Listen, the best thing for you is time spent consistently in the Word of God. Daily in the Word of God, frequently in the Word of God, consistently in the Word of God. The best thing is time spent 
in the Word of God. It shapes us. It builds us. It builds character in us. It leads us as God speaks to us. The best thing is time spent in the Word of God. Say amen if you agree with that. Say amen if you're going to do that. It's a little bit quieter. (laughs) The best thing we can do is spend time in the Word of God. Listen, get your Bible, five minutes, in the morning, at lunch, in the evening. Read the Proverbs. There's one for every day of the month. Read something else. Read a passage in Psalms. Read a passage in the New Testament. The best thing we can do is spend time in the Word of God. If we're disconnected from the Word of God, we are no longer able to clearly see the evil. The Bible says the prudent sees the evil, and here's what they do. Because they are prudent, they hide themselves. It's an interesting translation. It means they make themselves scarce. You ever, you ever deal with a person and they're just hard to nail down? They're just, you go looking for them, you open the door and they're gone. They were in here. They make themselves scarce. There's folks that when work hits, they make themselves scarce. We're going to do these five things. Everybody, here's your thing. We're going to do these five things. And all of a sudden, you can't find them. They've disappeared somewhere. That's this translation. They get away from it. They they don't get close to it. They make themselves scarce. Well, the prudent person sees the evil. They see what's not God-honoring, and they make themselves scarce. They get away. Here's what the naive person does. Now, that word means unaware. And I don't know why they're unaware. Too much in the world, not enough in God's word. Maybe they're just dense, but they're naive. Here's what they do. They push on. Maybe they're not clear in the evil. They walk on and they get closer to the evil. That's what they do. You know what? They, well, I can take that. I can tolerate that. It's not that big of a deal. And the naive person, they push on and they get closer to the evil. Here's what the Bible says. And they are punished for it. They pay for it. Now, I've watched people and people are people, but I've watched people, and, I, and I'll watch them, and they'll come and they'll say, how'd this ever happen to us? How'd we ever get in this spot? How'd our kids ever have this issue? How'd this ever happen to me? How'd this ever happen in our home, in our business? How in the world did we ever get here? And they wonder, how, how did this happen? How do we ever get here? Let me tell you this. Most of the time, it was little by little. It wasn't some great big step. They didn't say, no, and I've decided today to rebel against God and turn and go against his word. It was little by little, step by step. Let me tell you the deal tonight. Here's the deal. We need to become proficient as God's people. We need to become proficient at identifying evil, and that comes from time spent in the word of God, and getting away from evil. I'm going to make myself scarce. And and, and whatever form of evil I've identified, I've identified it because it goes against the plumb line of the Word of God. I've identified evil, and I'm going to make myself scarce, and I'm going to get away from it. Do not mess around with evil. Man, for our youth here today, become proficient in identifying evil. That doesn't measure up. And get away from it for the adults here. Be proficient in identifying evil and making yourself scarce. 
The prudent sees the evil and hides himself, but the naive go on and are punished for it. Verse 4. The reward of humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. The reward of humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Now, here's the deal in verse 4. There are things that you can do that if you do those things, you're going to mess up. You can do some things and it's going to mess up your life. There are things you can do that's going to bring harm to your life. But listen, there are things that you can embrace. There are things that you can do that God will bless those things and it will result in success. And so it's not all negative here. It's not all, hey, don't do this. There are some things that you can do and if you put those things into your life, if you implement those things, God will bless those things. It will result in success. Now, the two things are this. Here are the two things. Put these two things in and receive a blessing. The first is this, humility, humility. That means gentleness, meekness, and condescension. Now, it's not being condescending to others, but it is condescension of yourself. It is placing others before yourself. Now, God says if you'll do this thing, he will bless you. If you will operate in gentleness and meekness, and if you will place others before yourself. Now, let me tell you what that's the opposite of. That's the opposite of being self-serving. That's the opposite of being self-seeking. And that's the opposite of being self-promoting. I notice in our world, people are self-promoters and they're self-servers. They're out for themselves. You know what? God's never going to bless those things. The world may, but God's never going to bless those things. We operate in gentleness, meekness, and we put others ahead of ourselves. The second thing is this, the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. Now, there's several ways to understand the fear of the Lord, to look at the fear of the Lord. One of it is reverence for the Lord, to revere the Lord. We could talk about that. One of them is respect for the Lord. We could talk about that. That's, that's a, an idea of, rev, of fear of the Lord. Here's maybe the best definition that I can see. Maybe the best definition of fearing the Lord is as simple as this. It is to consider God. To fear the Lord is to consider God. God, to consider his name, to consider his honor, to consider his will, not to ignore God, but to fear the Lord is to say, what would God say? What is the, how does this reflect on God? To actually consider God. The fruit of those two have a reward. Here's the reward. First one is riches. It actually means success. Now, I want you to be sure it's not talking about the prosperity gospel where we claim something and God has to give it to us. But I want you to be sure of this, and it's okay to say this. God's way, God's wisdom, when implemented, does bring success. Now, think about the things we've learned through our study of Proverbs. God calls for integrity. God calls for hard work. God calls for savings. God calls for honesty. God calls that we would have godly character. 
God calls that we would serve others and not promote ourselves. God calls us to consider God. If you do those things, it's going to bring success. And so it says riches. Then it says honor. Part of the fruit, part of the reward is honor. Now, this is the good name, the good reputation that's talked about in verse 1. A good name is more valuable than silver or gold. This is the good name, the good reputation. Think about this. Where is a good name secured? Can someone give it to you? Can it be because of your parents, your lineage? Where is a good name secured? Here's the answer. A good name is secured in good actions. Simple as that. There's folks that had a good name, their parents gave it to them, they messed it all up. There's folks that folks thought a lot of those people and they did some things and they messed that all up. Good actions result in a good name. Visible good actions result in a good name. And so you know what? The reward of doing the things that God calls us to do results in us having a good reputation. And the last one is life. Life itself is found in operating in godly wisdom. The reward of humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Verse 5. Now, we're going to stop with verse 5. Uh, this is actually a section. Verse 6 starts off in a different direction. Verse 5 says this. Thorns and snares are in the way of the perverse. He who guards himself will be far from them. Thorns and snares are in the way of the perverse. He who guards himself will be far from them. Now, verse 5 is the opposite of verse 4. There are things that when we do those things that they will spring up in God's favor, God's blessing, living according to God's wisdom. But there's also some things that the flip side is true. There's some things if you do these things, they will result in thorns and snares. It means troubles, issues, problems, even traps being set for you. Those are in the way of the perverse. That word, uh, we may have one connotation today, it could include that, but it just means a way that's not straight, a way that is perverted, a way that is crooked, that not, is not said according to the Word of God. And so a way that is crooked, a way that's not straight, that's not in line with the Word of God, is going to result in thorns, trouble, problems. There's a saying, you've probably heard it, says you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Well, that's played out in this verse. If you live and your life was making gains by lying, by stealing, by cheating, by being lazy, by cutting corners, by defrauding people, if that's how you lived, here's what the Bible's telling us. You know what? You're going to reap what you sow. Once again, we see this, and it just keeps coming up. He who guards himself, who, he who is considerate of or watches over or protects will be far from them. Those troubles, those thorns, the person that watches how they live, that lines up with godly wisdom, they're going to be far from those troubles. So we, we end tonight. We, we need to let this sink in. This is how we're going to wrap it up. 
Again, this is the best way to live. And if you'll live according to the word of God, the wisdom of God, you'll avoid the troubles of life, the heartaches of life, the snares of life. Listen, life is hard, yes. But if we live according to godly principles, he's going to bless our path. He's going to lead us, he says, of paths of righteousness for his own namesake. Here's, here's how we sum up tonight. Live by this and flee from evil. Two sides. Live according to God's wisdom. Live by this and flee from evil. Evil words, evil deeds, evil people, evil situations. Run from evil. Live according to the word of God. Flee from evil. I'm going to ask if you'll stand, please. Glad y'all are here tonight. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come, and once again, we thank you for giving us the wisdom of your own truth, your own word. I pray tonight that we, we didn't just drift off, we didn't just become numb to this. It wasn't just an act of repetition. But I pray, Lord, that we heard the voice of God tonight. And I know that that's what was spoken through your word. And I pray, Lord, that if we were young or we were a, a teenager or a an adult here tonight that it impacted our hearts tonight, that it impacts our minds tonight. And I pray, Lord, that we would have a desire to spend more time, increasingly so, in your word, hearing your voice. And I pray, Lord, that we'd be proficient. We'd become experts at fleeing from evil, whatever form it takes. Help us to steer our paths away from evil. Lord, we come tonight and we thank you for your truth, for your direction. We praise you tonight for, for the Spirit of God that indwells us as believers that will lead us and empower us in this effort. I pray as we go back to a new week, I pray that, Lord, and today we've set the pattern for the week, that we've, Lord, and today set the priority for the week, and that we would worship you every step of the way. I pray, Lord, if somebody gets close to us, that they would hear the good news of a risen Savior, the hope we have in Jesus Lord, I'm thankful as we close out this day that we can rest in you. We praise you for that. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.